0: Warning, the following episode contains content that may be harmful or traumatizing for some listeners. Themes, references, and retellings may include, but are not limited to, self-harm, suicide, domestic violence, sexual assault, childhood trauma, and various mental health diagnosis. Please be mindful of these and other possible triggers and seek professional mental health assistance if needed.
1: G'day guys, welcome to this episode and uh, I'd like to introduce to you a good friend of mine um, who's going to come and talk about sort of some childhood trauma that he's experienced throughout the years and kind of living through that and um, I suppose moving on post that. So thanks for coming on Jess, how you going mate?
0: How you doing Matt? you know, just chilling.
1: Oh it's good man, good. Um, so I suppose I just wanted to get you on here and... Um, have a chat about, you know, kind of a bit about your background and things you've, things you've gone through and and that you've worked through, sort of through your life and um, what brought you to the path that you're currently on.
0: Yeah, we might as well get into
1: it. Yeah, goody. So uh, I suppose right back to the start, so we met back in high school, year seven, year eight, give or take?
0: Year seven, but we didn't talk much until year eight. Yeah, cool. I didn't talk to anyone in Year 7 <laughs> yeah. for the first, what, eight months of school? Yeah,
1: so. that. I think it, that was around that time where I was like, look, I think kind of trauma saw trauma.
0: Yeah. Trauma,
1: trauma recognised trauma and obviously I, I sort of figured you had a lot of shit going on back then. And
0: as I like to call it, broken sees broken.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to say. I suppose it's, it's probably a good way to put it, really. But, um... So, let, let's start there then. So, what what were you going through back year seven, year eight? What, 13, 14-year-old, broken, as, as you put it, like, what, what uh, got you to that well, point?
0: It's not what had gotten me to the point, but what I was dealing with at that exact time mm. was we just moved back from Queensland. Mm-hmm. My parents had kind of separated but not separated and my mum had realised that she was no longer straight, she was bisexual and she wanted to start a relationship with a woman Okay. and going into that after coming from the fact that my mum's just decided she's going to quit drugs but my dad wants to stay on all the drugs it was already a very volatile situation in the house Mm. and me and my brothers had been around drugs for so long that that was our norm we didn't know a life that didn't have drugs, or mm. you know, there was always people in the house, there was always piss ups every fucking weekend. Yep. That was the normal for us. So then I've come to school, gotten into this high school, my life is nothing like anybody else there, mm-hmm. right? And I'm starting to click on, hang on, am I the weird one? Is my life the one that's not normal?
1: All of a sudden, you're like...
0: And then I start getting friends, yeah. And all of my friends have these normal lives that I thought mine was normal. (laughs) But, you know, turns out it's not really that normal, is it?
1: It's it's a little bit out there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Just a wee bit, you know. So, fucking... I make friends with you and a few other boys and, you know one day you drag me to counselling or the counselor, whatever it was. Yeah. And I was just like, Where are we going? What's a counsellor? And you're like, you know, just sit there. <laughs> just sit there. Just come. Take some to time. Shut you up. know? Get away from the mundane everyday bullshit. Mm. And yeah, fucking next thing I know, fucking and that's how we started getting to know each other.
1: <laughs> oh, that's it. So I guess you said a lot there. I want to sort of explore, I guess, a little bit of that family breakdown. Oh, yeah. And, and how did that... So, obviously, you know, you just touched on base that your mum sort of discovered her sexuality and things. And it's it's not... Obviously, she wasn't heading where she thought she was heading. Yeah, But How was... did that then have an impact on you and the kids and, I suppose, the whole family dynamic, really?
0: So, in the long run, it was a good thing. But in the oh, present day, let's talk about the present day and then I'll jump onto the long run. So, okay. the present day was confusing because obviously, back in 2006, obviously people were, you know, lesbian and gay and stuff, but mm-hmm. it wasn't so massive as it is today. It mm-hmm. wasn't prevalent in everything. Yep. The most prevalent place for, you know, that type of stuff was Will and Grace on TV. It was the first openly gay show. But other than that, you didn't see it a lot. So, Mm -hmm. you know, being 13 and your mum coming home and she's like, hey, we're going to move in with Janelle. And it's like, your new friend? Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, we're going to move there, me, you and your two younger siblings. Mm -hmm. And we're going to leave your dad here with your older brother. Right. And it's like, okay, why? Mm. (laughs) And then you know a couple months goes by and they sit you down and they're like all right so we've decided to have a relationship Mm -hmm. and i was like where what how did this happen Mm. (laughs) like
1: why so how old were you at that stage
0: 13 14 you know Mm -hmm. first year of high school yep you know
1: yeah. so probably like so halfway to, through you just finished school like well, primary school moving into high school like life's changing as it is yeah and that's all obviously all of sudden, one of the reasons
0: yeah. why when I got into school I was a bit like standoffish with a lot of mm-hmm. people I didn't want anyone coming around me it's a lot and of change. I got a bit of a reputation at the start of high school uh-huh. um, I'm sure we can delve into that later if you want but uh-huh. um, not proud of it but Stuff happens. You lose shit your temper. Happens, people get punched yeah. in the face.
1: Yeah, no, um, I, I think. I guess in a way that was kind of your release way of dealing with shit. Like mm. things aren't going right at home. You don't really have control over a lot of things. Yeah, answer is then violence. And I was, I was, I went the same path. So it's yeah. like regular fights and whatnot. And it was the way you control the uncontrollable. So. Mm, It was
0: a bit weird for me, though, because I've got brothers that are so much bigger than me. Yeah. And like, you know, my two older brothers, I'm not going to say their names on here, but I'm just going to say like they wanted to make sure that I was protected or able to protect myself.
1: 100%.
0: So they made sure that if I got into high school and something happens, I can at least throw hands. Mm. I don't know if that was a good thing in the long run because I threw a few kids into brick walls and stuff, but you know, at least my brothers knew that I could look after myself after the trauma of my childhood.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: So yeah, that was pretty good for me. Mm. Even though it wasn't good at the time, it was good for me in the long run.
1: Um, I think it all worked out. We made it through successful career now, family, couple of kids, like life is good.
0: Yeah. That. You know, back in them days, you don't see it all the way to the end. All you see is the here and now of it. Mm. And you're trapped in that mentality of, oh shit, everything around me is changing. Why is it changing? I want it to go back to what it was. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, in that time, you don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. You have no idea whether it's going to be good or bad. what I'm saying. And in the reality, all you have to do is sit back, take a deep breath and just ride through the storm.
1: See so it strap in like yeah zero fucking control whether you want it or not no use fighting it like it's happening with or without you
0: that's it and it ended up being a good thing for my mum as I've told you plenty of times before yes my mum had quit drugs Mm. but my personal belief is if she hadn't got the partner that she has today there's a huge chance that she would have gone back to him Mm. she probably would have gone back to my dad who to this day hasn't quit drugs yeah and for all I know she'd be dead now Mm. So, that thing that made me so aggressive when I was younger at school, it only took me a good year to realize it was a good thing. Now, at the time, yeah, the first few months I was like, this is bullshit. What the fuck's going on? But then over time, I realized my mum was happy. My mum was sober. Mm -hmm. My mum was the mum that I always wanted her to be. And I owe that to the woman that she got with. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so sure. it's a great thing in the long run you mm. might not realise it in the moment but sit back, strap in like we said and then you never know, it could end up being one of the best things for you ever
1: mm. so I suppose how does going back to all of that and looking at kind of the, the trauma and the bullshit and the breakdown and the what could have been and everything else how does that affect your current relationship? I does it affect your current relationship?
0: I think it's a good thing because seeing how my mum and dad were the stuff that happened where you know they relied so heavily on substance abuse mm. and then like we were never neglected as kids like there was always food on the table we had to move a lot because you yeah. couldn't pay the rent but we were always fed
1: mm-hmm.
0: we always had a roof <laughs> might not have been the same roof but we always had it a
1: roof is but- a roof
0: At the same time, going from that where there was all of that substance abuse that we never had the money to when my mum got with her current partner and we've always been good. Yeah. Her current partner has always made sure to provide a specific stability. Mm. Always have the same roof, never have to move unless they're looking for something better. Yep. It's never changed. Mm. That stability made me realize what I want to give to Mm -hmm. my children if I had them at a young age. And it's like going from having almost nothing and losing everything. Because when we moved from Queensland back to here, Mm. I lost everything. (laughs) Any childhood memory is gone. Because all of the things that their memories are attached to are left in Queensland. Mm -hmm. None of that exists today. But what I do have is the memories because of the connections. Mm. So I can see people that I knew in Queensland and it brings back the good times. Yep. At the same time, there's bad times, but you focus on the good. Yep. Yeah. And if, you, if
1: you don't focus on that, it's going to fucking eat you up. Like,
0: exactly. So being able to look at the good times... From back then, with the better times, once my mum got a current partner, you know, it showed me the path I wanted to take, how I wanted to be, how I wanted to act as a parent. Mm. It opened that door, which, for all we know, that door wouldn't have opened unless they got together and I got to see their relationship flourish. Yeah, I might have never had that door open. It might have just yep. been a little crack in a window, and I'm seeing other people have that joy mm. you don't That's know it.
1: life could go so fucking differently like i i feel like it was from things i do know and whatnot i feel like it was just definitely that like fork in the road could have gone either way like yeah flip like, a coin you know
0: i could have lost my mom to drugs but i didn't and i appreciate that every day mm. and okay maybe she wouldn't have gone back on the drugs i don't yeah. know that but i do know that being with the person she's with it was a it's me or the drug situation yeah. and my mom chose her and she's never gone back love that so how can you not be happy about that you know like, as
1: powerful as fog.
0: exactly and mm-hmm. if that means my mum's married to a woman my mom's married to a woman my kids call her nen Nel or nen nen love that that's her place yep you know
1: oh that's it I think you know and that, that's that been a good 20 plus years as well so
0: yeah and 20 family years family officially there are I think 20 years this year they hit their 20th year mark together love that so you know they've done the work mm. gone the miles yeah their relationship solid that's it They've stood the test of time, so anybody that, like, would have thought, nah, (laughs) they're not really gay, well, fucking, 20 years says differently.
1: It's a, it's, it's ain't no, like, drama fucking TV series, like, this is life. Yeah, exactly. Simple as that. That's it. But yeah, so, you know, obviously, move, like, as you said, moving from that point forwards, like, life has become fucking amazing, like, might might have been a slog to get there, but you made it, she made it. I'm sure it took me a few
0: years to get my shit together, Mm. but, you know, that happens when you're a male growing up and you don't understand the context of the environment you're in. Mm. And also, realising that everyone else's environment was different to yours. Mm -hmm. That's a massive thing. Yeah. Because when I realised that, oh, people don't move, they stay in the same house. I thought that was just on movies. Like, yeah. this is a real thing. None of your parents do drugs. Mm. They only drink on the weekend. Yeah. Like, shit. I remember my mum having me behind the bar when she worked at a bar because I was too young to go to school and she needed to work to earn money. So she's, you know, slinging beers and I'm behind the bar, playing with me toys, having a good old time. Mm. Sure, it was the early 90s, but still, like,
1: too young I thought to know that better. shit
0: was normal. <laughs> well,
1: that's it. I suppose you wouldn't really know any different, though. Like, Yeah, like... You don't... You, what, you... you what, four, five... Somewhere around that. Like, three, three, four, four five. Eight. like Probably about four. That is fucking normal back then. You get yeah. where mum's gone. Yeah, so. that's it. So how did... Again, I suppose you, you touched on it a little bit, but I want to go further back and go, what did that all look like? before enough was enough? Like, how did that impact you in, like, primary school? And what, what did that look like, having gone uh, through... the
0: good old days. Yeah, I, I suppose yeah. good
1: old days or, like, the, the epidemic that was parental drug abuse and <laughs> so, potentially everything um, that comes with that.
0: When I was about four... We mm-hmm. moved to Queensland or just before four or something. Yeah. I actually remember the age because it was the same age that I ended up with my face scar. mm mm-hmm. um, Touching on that subject just to get it <laughs> out of the way so it's done and we can move on. hmm When I was three, we were at a family function or friend function, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And... Piss up. Me uncle and me dad decided to let me brothers have golf clubs.
1: Mm-hmm. As, and, as you do with six, seven, eight-year-olds. sure. Yeah,
0: exactly, right? And I'm three, and my brother's standing there. And he's looking at me, and he's saying, Jess, get out of the way. Get out of the way, Jess. And I'm three years old. I'm in my own bloody world. Mm-hmm. And um, out of nowhere, I just get clocked <laughs> from this golf club. And mm-hmm. I just go down. And all everyone can hear is screaming. Yeah. Now, I remember looking at the ground and then I'm in a car looking at me mum and she's got a tea towel over me face. Mm. And then yeah. I wake up and it's a day later yeah. and I'm three. So it's, the only reason I even remember this would be the fact that it's a traumatic experience. You know, you're not going to remember that at three years old if no. it's not something that traumatic That's or you will have like fragmented memories, which this kind of is a fragmented memory.
1: Yeah,
0: But like. Going back, that was my introduction to everything because that's my first real memory. Mm. I don't remember anything before that. And I don't remember a fair bit after that until we're in Queensland. Yeah. But that's like where my knowledge is, oh shit, Me brother caved me face in with a golf club.
1: Trauma chapter one.
0: Yeah. So going from that, it's leading into a childhood where my parents are very much drug addicts <laughs> mm-hmm. and my dad likes to get on the drink so is me mum mm-hmm. we end up living in areas where they hang out with people that are like them obviously because you're going to want to be around someone who can score if you can't yeah. that was normal to me mm-hmm. I thought that was everyone's life I thought every household had somebody who was doing or slinging drugs mm-hmm. you know that, that was the accustomed thing to do to the point that my parents grew pot plants in the backyard. And when they yeah, grew right. too high, my dad would rip them out the ground and throw them in the roof so as they could bleed out. And if you don't know what bleeding out on a pot plant is, it's when all of the bad toxins mm-hmm. seep out of the plant. And usually you would hang them up. Yep. So they're upside down and the bad toxins will go and then you've got the good toxins to smoke.
1: Pure plant, yep.
0: Yeah, so you don't poison yourself, basically, with pot, which a lot of people don't realize, but yes, you can poison yourself with (laughs) pot if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. (laughs) Don't just try to grow a plant and start smoking it, because if you go too hard on it, you're gonna hurt yourself.
1: We we don't condone drugs, kids.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's not legal in Australia, calm down. (laughs) Yet. Yeah, that's it, yet, but anyway. Going back to that topic, mm. I thought it was cu- a custom and normal because my parents would grab the pot plants out and we'd be cutting buds off. And I rem- remember cutting this bud off the plant that was about three inches long. Yeah, and my mum going, "That's a good one. We'll get a couple hundred for that." Mm-hmm. And I just so thought, you are, money,
1: eight-year-old or whatever it is, yeah, chopping eight up years weed old. and
0: going. We're rich. <laughs> Not chopping the weed up. Mum never got me yeah. to do that, but she'd get me to cut the buds off so she could, you know, store them properly, yeah. go sell them, whatever it was. And um, you know, I'd also roll the smokes for You've her, made it. make the rollies <laughs> and whatever. And it was normal to me. I thought it was, you know, mm. fun, normal, and shit like Family that. Bonding, and obviously, man. The but whole it's really involved. But it's a weird thing because also at that time I had two older brothers who. I swear, wanted to kill me. And then I had my two older brothers that I still talk to today who beat the fuck out of the other two for trying to kill me, basically. Yeah. And yes, one of the two brothers that wanted to kill me was the one that gave my face in. Mm. Now, the family dynamic changed a bit yeah. within a year of that time because my brother, who I thought wanted to kill me, started actually showing care for me.
1: Mm.
0: So that was a bit different because I've never... ...felt care from that brother... ...and then he's become caring... ...and shit... ...and then my other brother... ...who was actually older... ...started to... ...like fear me... ...get scared of me... ...and Mm. I thought that's weird... ...and then I've got my two brothers... ...that were protecting me the whole time... ...and they're just... ...larger than life... ...just gigantic... ...huge... ...terrifying... Oh (laughs) shit! ...I watched these two go at it... ...and they would go at it... ...I watched my... ...brother... Literally charge at me other brother with a fucking sharpening stone, dive into the air, hit him in the head around our mum, and then leg it. And me brother that just got hit in the head loses his shit, runs past mum, goes out the back door. The one that's hit him comes in the front door. Me mum's had to lock the front door and not let him in because he's gonna legit punch portholes through my other brother, like. This shit was just normal to us, though. Like, yeah. fights
1: happen, shit happens, whatever. I mean, I think that says a lot, like, that was your normal. Like, ever, yeah, anyone like, else is sitting here listening to this going, what the fuck? Like, that's, that's not okay. And here you guys are just like, yeah, whatever, like, that's like, a Wednesday. But also when it comes
0: to being physical a lot of the time we also saw that as like fun and a mm.
1: game
0: 100%. like i remember my brother ben accidentally it might have been a stolen motorbike but accidentally slid out with me doubling with him mm-hmm. and my auntie v when we got back to the house because he had jeans on so he was fine but because of the dirt, we didn't realize my leg got scratched up, and my auntie V just losing her shit. Yeah. No, it wasn't my auntie V. It was my auntie Lisa. Sorry. Mm-hmm. My auntie Lisa lost her shit. She's like, Jess is never allowed on motorbikes again, and I'm like, eight and a half now. This is like a year <laughs> later, and she's going off a nut. And I was never allowed to ride the bike, so I was like, but it was my turn. They yep. said it's my turn. Why can't I ride it? And she's like, look at your bloody leg. There's blood everywhere. And you know, I don't know. Adrenaline. We're on a motorbike. Mm-hmm. Like, we skid out on the dirt. That's a bit of What fun. are you going to do? Like, that's Man, the norm. That,
1: that was back then. It was like, all right, up you get. You'll be fine. Like, dust 90s. yourself off. and
0: Who cares? Right? <laughs> but yeah, shit happens. There's, there's no bone. Move on. Exactly. Plus, I got way more hurt when I got pushed off the roof. And I'm not going to mention which one of my brothers done that. But we we'll were playing hide and seek and I decide to hide on the roof. This is the normality of my family. Like, mm-hmm. this was normal to us. It wasn't aggressive. It was, hey, you fucker, you hit on a roof. I'm going to push you off that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's nuts. That's not-
0: yeah. Well, I also get told that when we used to dive out the car, we used to call it suicide rolls, where my dad would drive along a patch of grass... And we would dive out and roll onto the grass. What the hell? Because we used to see it in movies where people would dive out mm-hmm. the car and roll. So my dad would go like five kilometres. watching Steven on.
1: Seagal and everyone else doing it. Yeah, like... so
0: we would do it, you know, and it was that type of time, like, mm-hmm. back then. Like, there was no phones, no computers. Yep. Like, the best console at the time might have been, like, the N64 might have just come out. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we're having fun jumping out the car rolling, mm. then mum finds out and goes off at us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was our norm, though we didn't understand that like normal people don't do that, yeah, you know, it was fun to us, yeah, and in our world, fun was all that mattered
1: yeah. look it's it's definitely different, yeah, you know, a definitely little bit, different. <laughs> I suppose it's. Interesting, though, like, to hear a lot of what you have seen, what you have done, where you've been, so on and so forth, and then to look at what might have been if shit hadn't gone the way it went. like Yeah,
0: like, I'm sure, you know, getting off that roof, I could have, you know, landed wrong and broken my neck or jumping out the car, I could have half jumped and then got run over, Mm -hmm. but you don't think about it at the time, you just do it.
1: Yeah. To be young, dumb, and completely, yeah, like, like blase about the world, like...
0: Yeah, like, and I'm sure the golf club incident when I was three, if it was a little higher, I would have lost my eye. Yeah. Maybe I could have had a brain aneurysm, whatever, but it didn't happen. That's I'm it. still here. Like, got to focus on the positives and yeah. moving forward. You know, and, but looking at all that, and then the drugs, me thinking that was normal. mm and obviously like when you're cutting buds that are three inches long and giving it to your mum and getting praised for it you Mm -hmm. think that's a normal thing and then i get you know we move back i get into high school with yous, and nobody else's family does stuff like that and i'm just like you're the weird kid the fuck is going on here like i thought this was the norm Mm. I grew up in an area where this was the norm. Yep. I also grew up in an area in Queensland where cops would kick the fuck out of you and leave you on the side of the road and a puddle of your own blood. They mm-hmm. just didn't care. I was just too young to have that happen to me. Yep. But, you know... It's a different world. It's a massively different world. And you don't realise until you actually see it. Mm. And then when you see it, you can't unsee it. So when we get to high mm-hmm. school and I've already you know, seen and done all of that. You've lived and then, 10 lifetimes. yeah. And then we get in there and it's like, well, what do you do for fun? Mm. And then everyone's like, oh, we just play basketball or football or we play games. And I'm like...
1: We do normal kid stuff.
0: <laughs> what else? <laughs> Nothing. <Yeah. laughs> what do you mean, what else? Like, you just want to put on some gloves and punch on? Mm. Fuck you mean? Like, like at 14, my oldest brother would get me to throw gloves on with him and he's 20 and I thought it was fun yep. to spar with him. Mm. I hated it when he purposefully nut shot me but I thought it was fun because I got to spar with my brother who I don't get to see as often because he's 20 years old now he doesn't live with us he's yeah he moved out at a very young age mm. you know so every time we're hanging out and we're spa and I'm like this is fun this is normal and I go to school and like Guys would put gloves on to spar and I'd be standing there like, what are you doing? And they're like, we're sparring. And I'm like, no, you aren't. you are barely touching each other. Mm. And then I throw a pair of gloves on and I punch one kid in the face. And that kid goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm sparring. And they're like, no, no headshots. What do you mean no headshots? We're sparring. Uh Like, that's why we've got gloves on. If it was a fight, we'd take these off, we'd knuckle up. That's it. Like, it was just a different world, wasn't it? Like... (laughs) But you don't understand, like <laughs>
1: no, nah. and it's just yeah. I think you got, you got to live it to to know what the hell that's like. Yeah. Obviously, there was a turning point in your life where you had to make the decision. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, Mum's made her decision. Mum's move forward. Brothers yeah. have made theirs. Move forward. Like, what was your turning point of like? This is where I'm going now. Or, Fuck going back to that life. Like,
0: what was your I can tell you the exact turning point. Daytime, yeah. The exact turning point for me, high school. My brothers had moved out and moved on. They're getting into better stuff. My Mm. two brothers that I touched on earlier that, you know, at one point
1: Mm -hmm.
0: wanted to kill me. um, They're both junkies now. Yeah. So I've watched both spectrums. Mm. You can succeed and work for something. Or you could go down the path of a junkie and lose everything. Yep. And seeing that, I don't want to go down the path of loss where mm-hmm. I lose everything that means anything to me before I even get anything. I want to go down the path where I make something of myself. And I was lazy with it at first. Mm-hmm. I remember my brother got me a job when I was fucking 18 and I didn't show up for the whole of the first week and that's on me. Yep. But... I'd rather go through that struggle to get somewhere than just throw it all in and go down the path of drugs. And at 14, seeing everyone around me in school who don't come from drugs or violence and they're already looking at, like, the good shit that they can do, it makes you go, oh, I want to go down that path. I don't want to go down this path. There's nothing mm. at the end of this path for me. But if I go down that path and just, you know put in the work Mm. and then I get to keep my friends and my family and I don't have to lose out on anything as Mm. opposed to going down the path of drugs and violence and all that bullshit I think it's an easy clear cut choice but at the same time I could make that choice because I'd already seen what happens Mm -hmm. a lot of people at 14 haven't seen what happens they haven't Mm. seen You know, a lot of shit that goes on.
1: What would you say to those 14-year-olds that haven't seen it?
0: You know, try to live for yourself. Open your eyes. Look at what's around you. Because it's very easy to take that for granted. You can look at the best and the worst and you can go, oh, I'll never be the worst, so I can still dabble in that. And you you might. There's a huge chance that you can dabble and still come out on top. Mm. The question is, do you have the willpower to do a little bit of dabbling and come out on top? Because yep. a lot of us have the willpower, but then a few of us crumble under that pressure. Mm. Is it worth it? And if mm. it's worth it for you, that's great. Just mm. remember that once you go down that path, you have to make the decision to turn it around. Yep. You have to be strong enough. So. It's all about your mental fortitude and what you're going to do. Mm. And if you don't have the mental fortitude to turn it around, don't do it.
1: <laughs> That's it. Yeah. If, if you can't come back, like, don't even start the journey.
0: That's it. Like, if you don't, can't... Don't go down that rabbit hole. If you don't have the mental strength to say, all right, I've had enough, I need to turn it around, mm. don't
1: do it. Hold on Oh, look, I think, on that note, I reckon we'll uh, we'll give this a time out and hopefully I can get you back on for another episode. Well, that'll so. be
0: easy, just about getting me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: appreciate that, bro. All right, guys. Thank you all for listening and uh, we shall catch you somewhere down the line and appreciate having you on. Thanks, man. Right. Thanks for having me. Catch you soon. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Mental Health Unfiltered. If you've enjoyed what you've heard and want to stay up to date with more episodes, behind-the-scenes footage, and more to come, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Also, don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever podcasting app you use to be alerted when new episodes arise. I'd love to hear your feedback and your ideas of what you'd like to hear us talk about so feel free to message us on any of our social media platforms. Stay safe and be well. If anything you have heard on today's episode has caused any distress, or if you or anyone you know are struggling with mental health difficulties, please speak up and reach out for professional mental health support. You can call Lifeline on 131 one, one 4 Beyond Blue on one three hundred two two four six three six 224 636 or Kids Helpline on 1-800-551-800.